0: This is a competitor analysis template that I developed after 10 years in product marketing and teaching college level marketing. The big challenge with doing a competitor analysis is that it can be very overwhelming. There are dozens of competitors that you could be looking at, and thousands of different tactics that you can evaluate, and those tactics are constantly changing with things like the website which is frequently updated. So there's really no end to it. What I've done here is created a one-page simple template that helps you focus on the things that really matter. And one of the first things that really matters is competitive advantages. What these are is the elements that make it difficult to steal customers from your competitors or for you to take customers and market share away from your competitors. And there are really only four types of sustainable competitive advantage. The first is the switching and search costs so in some cases it's actually expensive to switch from one provider of a product to another an example of this is when you have software that's been custom tailored to you you're basically stuck to the person that created the custom software because they understand it they know how to maintain it they know how to update it whereas if you hire somebody new that person needs to spend a lot of time and a lot of your money learning that custom software. So that's a key competitive advantage. The other is search costs. So these are things that make it difficult to find replacements for the product that you're currently using. An example of this would be if you are buying something that's highly specialized, like a a certain IT specialist or a specialized professional. Sometimes it's very difficult to find them, particularly uh, in a specific region. Next is habituation. So for example, with Adobe Creative Suite, a lot of graphic designers are in the habit of using certain keyboard shortcuts. So their muscle memory keeps them stuck to that software because if they do switch to different software, they have to relearn all these habits. Other examples would be products that are somewhat addictive. So things like Coca-Cola would be an example. Arguably the strongest competitive advantage that you can have is economies of scale. The best example of this would be something like a natural monopoly or duopoly. So if you're participating in a market that can really only support one or two providers of a product at scale, then if somebody tries to enter that market, they can't really do it because they can't match your price structure and the cost structure that goes along with it. So if competitors are able to sell products at a cheaper price and be more profitable than you, then it's gonna be very, very difficult for you to steal customers away from them. The last key competitive advantage is government protection. So these are things like patents and licenses that effectively make it illegal for competitors to take customers away from you or vice versa. So when I'm looking at competitor analysis, these are the first things I like to look at, is make lists of do they have some sort of moat of competitive advantage that's built around them and based on these four things. So after looking at that structurally, I get into the marketing strategy. And the first thing that you wanna analyze is what target customers are your competitors going after? They may have a similar product to you, they may have similar services to you, but if they are not actually going after the same customers, then they're not really your competitors. They may look like competitors, but your customers aren't going to see them as competitors, and neither will your competitors, even if they're using similar technology. The other thing, and I think this is probably the big thing with marketing strategy that product marketers miss, is partners. A huge part of your marketing strategy is who you partner with. So for example, It might be a retailer, Walmart or Amazon. It might be certain app marketplaces that you're participating in. It may be key influencers that are endorsing your product. This is very important because if your competitors are getting a lot of traction with large partners and you're not, then you're gonna be left behind. And you can actually replicate those exact partnerships assuming that they're not exclusive. And if the partnerships are exclusive, then you can simply find a similar company to have an exclusive contract with. The other key part of the marketing strategy is the value proposition. So in what way are your competitors creating value in the market, particularly for customers, but also for partners? So for example, is it that they save time? Is it that they save money? Is it that they fix some critical integration issue in that particular product? It might be very, very narrow, particularly if you're in a small market with small players, or the value proposition may be very large, particularly when uh, you're selling something like a suite of software solutions for small business and your competitors have a lot of venture capital to support them. Closely tied to the value proposition is the positioning. So usually this is one, maybe two features or benefits that your competitors are choosing to emphasize in their messaging to secure a certain place in the minds of the target customers. So somebody might position themselves around speed, they might position themselves around cost savings. So it's very important to understand how your competitors are positioning themselves. And the easiest way to do that is to look at their homepage. Their homepage may have a tagline on it and usually that gives you a sense of what kind of positioning they want in the minds of the customers. After doing the market strategy analysis, I like to look at the reviews because the reviews tell you if what your competitors are saying actually matches what they're delivering, and the customer feedback is gonna give you that. The first thing I like to do is look at a a review review source such as uh, Google, For example, you can look at Facebook or G2 Crowd. There are a number of different review resources that you should be looking at. First thing I look at is just the numeric score. Is it a 9 out of 10, 4 out of 5, 3 out of 5? But it's also very important to look at the notes because the notes give you the qualitative feedback that tell you whether the positioning is actually working. So if a company says that, Uh, Their product is very easy to use, but a lot of the notes that you're seeing in the reviews is that they're not easy to use. That means that the positioning is not really held. Superficially, they're making a promise, but in effectiveness, they're failing to deliver on that promise. So that may mean that you have an open position in the market for you to fill by providing a superior product. After looking at the reviews, I like to look at the tactics. And there are basically seven types of marketing tactics. I use this because it's a more modern version of the four P's model that you're probably familiar with. First thing is the pricing. Very important to understand pricing because it dictates supply and demand. If the price is very low, then what that probably means is your competitor has the size and the economies of scale to be able to deliver at a lower price. That may not be the case. And if it's not the case, then it probably means that they're not profitable. The packaging is also important. So it's not just what the price is, but also how they're clustering their prices into things like three different types of plans. How are they basing the pricing? Is it based on usage? Is it based on the number of users? There are a number of different variables that can drive pricing and making little tweaks to your pricing can actually have substantial effects on the demand for what you're selling. Another thing is the brand. Brands play a more important role in some markets than others, so don't spend a lot of time on it if it doesn't really matter in your industry. The services are also important, so even if what you're marketing is not fundamentally a service, it may be that things like customer support or warranties play a substantial role in convincing people to buy the product. And then you want to look at the product features themselves. Buy your competitor's product, do their free trial, get their samples, look at it, see if it actually does what they say it will do. Communication, this is one of the biggest parts of marketing. It's usually where people start. So this is looking at things like the advertising, the social media posts, the website, the landing pages. It gives you a sense of how effective your competitors are at communicating to the target customers. Incentives and promotions can matter a lot. So things like coupons, time-sensitive offers, and also you really want to consider the distribution or channels that your competitors are going through. So typically a lot of time is spent looking at competitors' websites. But the website doesn't tell the whole picture. It could be that most of their sales are coming from Amazon, or they're coming from Salesforce App Exchange, or they're coming from apps.com. So don't assume that the website is the most up to date version of how the competitor is marketing themselves. So after looking at the strategy, looking at the tactics, looking at the reviews, looking at the competitive advantages, There are a few key things that I really like to focus on uh, in the end. First is the direct response offer. So are your competitors selling something like a demo or a free trial, or are they really pushing a coupon redemption? Because these little offers and how the messaging centers around the offers can make a huge difference in your conversion rate, your sales pipeline, and ultimately your sales. You can also look at uh, web traffic and authority. You can use things like Moz, SEMrush, SpyFu to get a sense of how much share of voice your competitors have and how much you have compared to them. Keyword rankings, also very important if you want to own a position in the market centered around certain keywords. Funding is important. Uh, you can use websites like Crunchbase to find out how much funding your competitors have. If they do have a lot of funding, then that means that they can probably have a broad value proposition or go after a broad market. If you have little funding, then you probably need to niche down, maybe focus on specific features, and have your value proposition narrowed to go after perhaps a smaller industry, like, like one industry or one specific type of customer because People with a lot of funding can afford to go broader. People with little funding can't do that, at least not yet. Another thing that gives you a sense of size isn't just the funding, but also the number of employees. And I find that LinkedIn is one of the most reliable up-to-date ways to get this. And the last thing I like to do is just have general notes. So these could be notes of things that you noticed while you were analyzing the other aspects of your competitors. It could be looking at the notes in Salesforce, It could be talking to salespeople to see what they're saying about customers. And it could be from talking to customers themselves, looking not only at their reviews, but actually interviewing them and discussing with them. So this is an overview of my one-page competitor template. It's available for free. Please click the link in the description and I'll send it to you right away.